0: Hello everyone, this is Jared Albrick, the Yard Sale Artist, welcoming you to a Long Box Crusade Else Worlds episode. is a Longbox Crusade Worlds, you might ask. Well, some of your favorite Longbox Crusade members have done some work over on some other podcast networks that you may or may not be familiar with. So from time to time, we will grab a show from the past that one or all of us has done on one of those other networks, and we'll play it for you here. Whether it's a James Bond Rookie Agent show from On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast Network, or a Comics with Normies from White Rocket Entertainment Network, or some other bit of alternate dimension craziness, we hope that you enjoy this presentation of Longbox Crusade, Elseworlds. Hi, this is Simon Jowett, writer of James Bond comic books with Dark Horse, and you are listening to On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. <laughs> secret podcast brought to you by our fine patreon sponsors and white rocket entertainment i'm your host for this program jared Albrick, the yard sale artist aka death probe Yay! joining me as veteran bondophile co-host as always is my brother jason the weasel skull <laughs> Albrick. welcome back to the show jason i'd like to
1: point out that i'm now sir jason because uh, i have no earlobes
0: ah he's gonna <laughs> Going for a title. Jason, as a new segment to our show, just a quick check-in. Since we last recorded You Only Live Twice, I'll remember the order in which these movies come out <laughs> in a second. Since then, what's the most Bond thing that you've done?
1: Oh, not too much Bond action on the old brick household front here. I don't think James Bond ever had to punch that clock nine to five, but that's about... <laughs> all I've been doing. I will say, though, that we're preparing to take a trip to San Francisco next month, and I want to go to the Golden Gate Bridge this time, and I purchased my Zoran Industries t-shirt Ooh. for the occasion. So, so I guess, yeah, that was the most bonding thing that's happened to me. My Zoran Industries t-shirt came in the mail. Exciting life I'm leading out here.
0: Uh, I'm jealous, that I'm, I'm probably going to have to go find a Zoran Industries shirt. And at some point, Delvin and Pat's are going to find out what that means. So that'll you're be, be th- fun forever. I don't, know,
2: I don't know what you guys are
0: talking about. <laughs> yeah. That'll be me fun Conversation of two going on here. <laughs> Jason, you should definitely wear that shirt next time you go riding horses because you're happiest in the saddle. <laughs> That's right. Woo! Jason and I are having a fun show. Jason, do you have any questions for me? Hmm... Nudge, nudge <laughs> wink, wink. What Bondian things might you have done, Jared? Uh, what Bondian things might I have done? Well, I'm glad you asked, Jason. A couple weeks ago, I attended the first ever SpyCon in Atlanta. I'm really hoping that convention catches on. It was a lot of fun. Guests of honor were Trina Parks, who played Thumper, and Diamonds Are Forever, and Miss Lana Wood. Who played Plenty O'Toole? That was a lot of fun. I got to go have dinner with those ladies. And, so was
1: she really named after her father?
0: Uh, <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> what I told our founder and friend Van Plexico about it, he asked me if I threw her into the pool, and I, of course, told him I didn't know there was a pool down there. <laughs> Another conversation for two. Jason and I are having fun. <laughs> 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 as long as yeah, there's no pulpit in that but... pool. <laughs> soon, <laughs> guys, a wing. soon, This Soon. Uh, this movie will be next. Diamonds Are Forever will be next. But I ended up spending a good portion of time getting to know Miss Lana Wood. She's very amazing. She actually commissioned me to do an art drawing for her for some publicity banners that she's having made. So I got to draw the lovely Lana Wood. So it was a huge Bond experience for me. So I'm glad you asked, Jason. Thanks for letting me share.
1: Oh, no problem. No problem. I best. was just curious. I was wondering <laughs> what you might have done. I'm glad you finally told us all about it.
0: Yeah, I know. It's all news to you guys. You didn't know any of that before we recorded. All right. So, (laughs) this is the sixth, I believe, of an ongoing series on this channel called MI6 Rookie Agents. And on Rookie Agents, Jason and I are taking two friends in our lives who are not very familiar with the 007 series through the entire James Bond film series, one movie at a time, to get that newcomer's point of view. Uh, So, let's welcome our rookie agents to the show. I want to know what the most Bondian thing that you've done lately is delving the dark web, Williams.
2: Okay, let's see. The most Bondian thing that I have done recently is for my birthday, I went to a casino. So, I didn't have on a nice tuxedo though. It was just like an old Navy sweatshirt. But you know what? In fairness, they smoke in there and smoking is gross. And who wants a smoky tuxedo? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's true. I didn't want that. And I did not play Shimei Dufour. Oh, I was going to ask if you got to say Banco. I always (laughs) want to say Banco. Instead, I played a version of poker called Pie Gal. And I I did see a straight flush, which meant that I went home with a, a lot more money than I uh, came there with. So, wah, wah, wah. oh, you, and, you, and, you, you that is Bondian, man. It, but in, in, in bacon, in revenge for it, like the weather has shifted eighteen different times from going down like near the mountains and coming back up. So I got a cold.
0: So I'm pretty sure somebody poisoned me. Ah, that's Bondian as well. Yes. Ah. Yes. And just so you know, you said you wore an old navy jacket, and now Jason's going to tell you why that's still Bondian. Okay, I'll what? tell you why. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go right tell, tell him why. All right, Jason, don't keep what, it a secret from what, us. What, what branch of service did James Bond get recruited into? MI6 from? I think I, I think there's a
1: difference between the British <laughs> Navy and the old Navy. Okay, so maybe there is. <laughs> that's man. Come on! Yeah, to re- I thats a—that's a long reach to
0: get, get to <laughs> you're make like, those connections. You're like, was was Lazenby ever in one of those old navy commercials? <laughs> <laughs> He might have been, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, enough of our shenanigans. I got to find out what the most Bondian thing that our friend, Pat, DJ Christados, has done since last recording. Welcome back to the show, Pat. What's been up?
3: Not too much here happening. So I would have to say the most Bondian thing I've done lately, and that would be just the other day, is I was out in the beautiful snow in April. As it was coming down, I was skiing down the roads of this Wisconsin land just having fun letting the wind blow between
0: my hair were you skiing in a car
3: um somewhat of a car <laughs> yes oh, you
0: got a snowmobile
3: uh yes I would say it, well you can call it. Is it, the vehicle was moving <laughs> it a in the snow is
0: it, is it a riding lawnmower help us out here <laughs>
3: oh it was my vehicle yes yes oh, my right. car and these uh, wintry weather lands here
0: there you Go, just like bond in the movie we're about to talk about yeah do you know how christmas trees are grown?
3: it's from the
0: movie i don't know if you remember yeah i i caught that i caught that song in the movie well awesome 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 i'm glad we all did Bondian and things uh, Pat, I love – I truly most look forward to yours because you have to do Bondian things in Wisconsin. And somehow I feel like that's one of the hardest places to do Bondian things. It is. <laughs> and I live in Alabama. So that's saying something. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a foreign country. <laughs> it's, yeah. But, hey, he, he went out and hit the slopes on his drive to yep. work, I suspect. <laughs> I did. Oh well anyway folks, we're planning on releasing this show monthly as a companion to the show that Van Allen Plexico and Alan Porter are doing. They're currently doing one double O seven film per month as we build towards the release date of Bond twenty five in hopefully twenty nineteen. I heard a rumor today that it got pushed back. But hey, that gives us more time to podcast, right? What did it get pushed back back to? I not I'm not sure. I just saw something come across my chitter chat Twitter tweet that said looks like Bond may get pushed back.
3: I don't know.
0: Uh. Oh man, I can't be pushing this back. Remember when they used to crank these out once a year? Yeah, they were yearly or at least every two years, and now it's just like I can tell you guys, man. I read somewhere that The Rock is seriously going to release six movies between the last Bond movie and the next Bond movie. The Rock, <laughs> one guy, can't, six, can't movies. stop The Rock. <laughs> can't stop The Rock. You can't stop. Oh, anyway, so we're doing this show to get that fresh look to the eyes of our newcomers. If you want a more in-depth and academic look into the James Bond film series, complete with a host that has an actual British accent, definitely stay tuned to and subscribe to on Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. You'll get Van and Allen's show. You'll get the show where Van, John Ringer, and I are doing the World Cup of James Bond. We've had a lot of fun interviews lately, more to come. We've just got a lot of stuff planned. So make sure you're hooked up to On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. It's your channel for 360 Degrees of Bond. But let's get right to our film today on her majesty's secret service but before we get our mission brief from agent jason he's going to jump right into the action with no parachute in a segment ah! oh. <laughs> in a segment called what makes you say that
4: i'm now
5: aiming precisely at your groin says speak of forever hold your peace
0: what Makes You Say That is a game that we basically stole from the James Bond radio, guys. If you're not listening to James Bond radio, you probably should. Our show will probably not sound as good after you listen to it. They do a great podcast, and they play a game called What's the Next Line? Basically, one of their hosts gives the guy a line, and the guy gives him back what the next line of the movie is. All we've done is flip that around. I give Yeah, Jason, anybody
1: could do that. Yeah, anybody can do anybody that. Anybody can do
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> we've flipped it around. I give Jason a line, and he tells me what line came before for it in our game called what makes you say that agent hey, jason are you ready oh man i'm ready i'm nervous but i'm ready here we go i got two of them for you this week okay i think they're both kind of equal difficulty i think one's a little easier than the other so we'll lead with that all right You're that right? line not in the movie <laughs> <laughs> elvin <laughs> wins this round Well played. yes <laughs> all right here we go and i'll try to do it in voice but uh here we go <clears throat> Exactly. That's exactly the word. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, he's got it. He's got it. Okay. So this this was this was at the dinner, by right? Mm. At the dinner? Let me let me give let me try it one more time with a better accent because okay. I I think my accent screwed you. Okay, hang on. Okay. Exactly. Exactly the word. Thank you. Wish I could do it with a little bit more snobbery. Exactly. That's exactly the word. Thank you. Anyway,
1: sorry man. Okay.
0: My impression's okay. awful.
1: Okay. 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 Hold on. Is this one he's meeting with Sir Hillary Bray?
0: Has nothing to do with Hilary Bray.
1: Okay. I you got me. I don't know. Rookie Agents? Oh. Oh. Any
0: takers? Any takers, Rookie oh. Agents?
1: God, no.
2: No. I have hey. so many hopes for Jason. That's he had a defeat going.
1: Oh no, 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 no. I got it. I got it. Oh. It's 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 Q. Yes. Yes. It's Q yes. yes. at the yes. end of the yes. movie. Yes. And uh oh. And he's he said, I uh, know we haven't seen always seen eye to eye, and mm-hmm. I've always considered you someone. I think she said you're responsible. Bingo. And <laughs> he said,
0: a... so that was it. Irresponsible. There
1: you go. That's exactly. Okay, I got exactly it. I way. got it. took Took me a minute.
0: Well, there done. we go. We'll take it. We'll take it. All right, Jason. Let's see if you if you're any any quicker on the draw with this next one. Okay. I think my impression will be a little better. Here we go. <clears throat> all right. All right. There may be a connection between that man, Blofeld, and the lawyer.
1: Tell him, Papa, or you'll never hear from me
3: again.
0: We'll take it. You got it. You'll never Never see me again. Yeah. Never see me again. Yes. Good comeback.
3: Good comeback. All right. I'm going to try one with Delvin. Delvin, are you ready?
1: Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, rookie age is going wild, man. All right.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Delvin, here it is. I'll try it in my accent, too.
2: Hands!
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I think we all know that
3: one.
5: <laughs>
3: you got it. Yay. Yeah, you guys. See, anybody can play this game. <laughs> Anyone
0: can play it, really. All right, all right. Well, Agent Jason, now that you, I got. Oh, okay, I got one for you. Oh, off the cuff. God, Jim, got one for you. Off, off
1: the, off the cuff.
3: cuff. Why'd you really? ask? Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, that's how good I am. Oh, so, it'll take more than cutting off your earlobes to make you a count. Okay, I've got the
0: scene. Obviously, come on, Jared. You can do this. It takes because he's saying it back to him. Takes more than a takes more than a few props to turn you into a herald. Yes, you got it. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah, you, you know, you got it. Ooh. All right. I do feel better now. Okay. All right. All right. It's a, a good one, though, because it's easier to remember the line that you said than it is the one before it. It is.
1: It is. It's hard because it, you're basically rewinding it in your head. You got to think backwards.
0: That's why those JVR guys are a joke. Yeah, man. <laughs> <I'm just kidding.
2: laughs> Screw those
0: guys. No, no, no. <laughs> These guys are the gold standard. Yeah. Oh, right. Well played, Jason. Well played. Uh, Agent Jason, how about you give us a quick mission briefing on, on Her Majesty's Secret Service?
1: Oh, I will give you a mission briefing. I don't know how quick it's going to be. But <laughs> <Well>, Jason sent <laughs> me that, and I was like, hmm, eight paragraphs. This is going to be it. Well, this one's tough, guys, because it's— uh this is what he I've, tells this, us this every week. <laughs> With You Only Live Twice, you can really kind of bottle that up into some key scenes, and this happens, and this happens, and this happens. And you can really bundle some things together. But this one, I mean, some of these scenes are really key, and they lead to the next one. It's almost like this one has a a story and character development and stuff. But I think I can get this into under three minutes, at least. All right, make it hot. All
5: right, here we go. Make them hear it, make them feel it, make them believe it. Avalanche of action. Bigger. Better. Different. It's got to be when he's around. Vistas of sweeping splendor. Different. It must be so if he's in the picture. Fabulous beauties. All of them dolls. Every one different. They've got to be when he's around. My name's Bond. James Bond. The new Bond. Suppose I were to kill you for a thrill. The different 007. George Lazenby, the different bond from the same stable. Diana Rake has the Comtesse, the different bond woman. This one's got class and style. The villains with a difference. Kelly Savalas as Blofeld, a new destructive force. With the difference, if my demands are not met, I shall proceed with the systematic extinction of whole species of cereals and livestock all over the world. Gabrielle Fazzetti as Draco, a tough mafia daddy with a problem child. Papa, where's James? Don't worry, you'll join us soon. But we can't leave him! He doesn't need your help! I will not go without Your household! On the day you marry her. I'll give you a personal dowry of one million pounds. Oh, oh. Double oh seven times more exciting than your wildest dreams. <laughs> the creative skills of the cinema's master filmmakers. We've hit the rush If you think you know your bond, think again. This one's different. This one's got heart. I love you. I know I'll never find another girl like
2: you. Can you marry me?
5: Time for for life To unfold All the precious things Love has in store We have all the love in the world If that's all we have You will find we need nothing more
1: So after Spectre's defeat, you only live twice. Agent 007 has been given the task to hunt down and eliminate the Evil Ernst Stravo Blofeld. After nearly two years of searching that has proven fruitless, M removes James Bond from the case. A furious Bond threatens to resign, but thanks to some quick editing of his resignation letter by the irreplaceable Ms. Moneypenny, he is granted two weeks of leave instead. Bond uses his time to track down one more lead in the form of Contessa Teresa Tracy Di DiVincenzo, the spoiled and beautiful daughter of an international crime lord Draco. Bond rescued Teresa from a suicide attempt during the film's opening scene. The growing attraction between Her Majesty's agent and the Contessa is apparent to her worried father, and he offers to exchange information on Blofeld in return for Bond's continued romance with Tracy. Bond accepts the proposal and discovers that his nemesis is headquartered in a mountaintop allergy clinic called Piz Gloria. With the new information in hand, Bond infiltrates the enemy camp by posing as a renowned genealogist. It seems that Blofeld's greed is only surpassed by his vanity, and he wants to ...to establish the genealogical link to nobility. Bond soon uncovers that Blofeld has concocted a lethal pathogen and brainwashed the clinic's beautiful all-female patients to unleash the deadly virus around the world on his command. 007, however, is captured when the quick-witted Blofeld notices some inconsistencies. Inconsistencies like the fact that Bond is shagging all of the women in the clinic. In a desperate escape attempt that involves a thrilling ski chase, Bond manages to elude Blofeld and his soldiers. When he gets to the tiny town at the foot of the mountain, however, all seems lost until he is rescued by none other than Tracy. A bone-jarring card chase through a demolition derby later, Bond and Tracy find temporary refuge in a barn where 007 finally confesses his love for the Contessa and proposes marriage. Their respite is short-lived, however, when Blofeld and his men latch onto their trail and literally bring the mountain down on their heads by causing an avalanche. While Bond manages to barely escape, he can only watch helplessly as his dastardly enemy absconds with his new fiancée. When M refuses to take any action against Blofeld in Piz Gloria, Bond reaches out to Draco and his men. Together, they mount a devastating attack on the clinic, rescue Tracy, and destroy Blofeld's lair and capability to release the pathogen. Bond chases Blofeld in a thrilling toboggan chase, and although he'll probably be in a neck brace for a while, the evil criminal mastermind once again manages to lewd capture. The scene's finale ends with the marriage of James and Teresa Bond. As Bond and Teresa drive away, they are suddenly ambushed by Blofeld and his crew in a drive-by shooting. Bond is shocked to discover that Tracy is dead, killed by a bullet to the forehead. As the despondent agent cradles his lost love, he tells the arriving police officer that they have all the time in the world. <laughs> Otter Majesty's Secret Service was the first and only time that George Lazenby portrayed the role of James Bond and was the directorial debut of Peter Hunt. The film had mixed critical and financial success. Over time, however, many 007 fans have shown increased love for this movie, and it ranks near the top of the list in many of their minds and hearts. The cast included George Lazenby as James Bond, Diana Rigg as Tracy, Telly Savalas as Blofeld, Gabrielle Ferzetti as Draco, Ilsa Stepat as Irma Bunt, Lois Maxwell as Moneypenny, George Baker as Sir Hilary Bray, Bernard Lee as M, and Desmond Llewellyn as Q.
0: Back to you, Jared. Well done, Jason. Thank you for that. Now, let's find out what our rookie agents thought about this one in a segment we call Declassified. Do you expect me to talk? All right, gentlemen, let's do some highs and lows. I can't remember who went first last time. Anybody? Pat did. Okay, Delvin. Tell (laughs) us. Exactly. Give us the lowdown on your first non- Connery 007 movie. Okay, I'll
2: start off with a joke of sorts. They had like a speed fight, and the first speed fight was quick, wet, and slippery. Kind of like prom night. Hey, yo. but don't bump
0: Dirty
5: hands.
2: <laughs> okay, in all seriousness, where was James Bond in this movie? I'm, I'm kidding. I'm just a new guy. It's confusing. And why does he have an Australian accent? <laughs> Let's see. In, in all seriousness, I thought uh, the starting off there was a very good first action sequence. It definitely made me want to know right away who was this girl that Bond was after. And I would love actually. It, it kind of s- seemed like we started in the middle of things. Is there any backstory as
0: to why Bond was pursuing Tracy? I honestly don't know. I. I don't think I've ever read that book. That's one of the few books I haven't read. And if I had, it was so long ago, I forgot. I, Jason, I don't know if you've got anything on that.
1: I read the book a long time ago. And if I remember right, the impression I get is that he wasn't really pursuing her originally. If you remember, she came speeding up behind yeah. him and passed him. Mm-hmm. and So I think he was just curious. And then he saw the car. And so it was really just curiosity that made him stop. And I can kind of see why M fired him from this job. You know, it's like, <laughs> he's kind of got ADD on this case. You know? it's like, well, you know, he's not in this casino. Blofeld's not here. He's not at this bottle of this martini. Bottom of this martini either. Maybe this next <laughs> martini. I'll find maybe him down here. Maybe he's by the hot chick over on the beach. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's there. down there on the, the half naked <laughs> chick down on the beach. Let's go check that out. You know, <laughs> But, yeah, I, I, I just – but I think that, that that's why. He was
0: just curious.
2: Okay. All right. Cool. I have one other question, uh, gents. How tall is George Lazenby? He looked very
0: tall. I think he's the tallest Bond. I've seen them all in scale at one point. Someone took the time to put all of them in scale, and I think he's the tallest, and I want to say he's like a 6'2"-ish. I might have made that up, but that's what my instinct says.
1: I don't know how tall he is, but I do remember I was watching the behind the scenes, and they tried to put him in one of the jackets that Connery had worn, and his arms were too long for the jacket. He was too tall for Connery's suit. So he's taller than Sean Connery. That's I
0: can say Oh, that. man. I just Googled it, and it first thing that popped up was 6'2". 2 hmm.
3: There you go.
2: Damn.
0: Nice. Okay. Six two. Got it. He looked taller. Maybe it's because he's so
2: slim. But yeah, he just presented very tall. Let's see. I thought Tracy had an interesting line. She says, "Those who want to stay alive, play it safe." It's like, oh, she definitely. She well, was. Well, please en- stay alive. At least for tonight. <laughs> yeah, she. Was, I played this game all day. <laughs> <laughs> she was definitely enigmatic. She was intriguing. From the start, and that was something that was was interesting. It seems like sometimes some of the Bond girls can be one note, and she absolutely was not. Let's see. Allow me one second to become a uh, mixed martial arts bro. During the fight, Bond totally needs to work on his armbar form, bro. He's not going <laughs> to break an arm doing that. Just <laughs> amateur hour. Okay, back. <laughs> But I do actually have one more joke. I ha- pictured that the guy that was attacking Bond was kind of an agent, too, and I called him James Brown. <laughs> just, just figured I would throw that out there.
1: Uh, jump back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hit myself.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Draco was oh, like a dad from like the 40s or something. She needs a man to dominate her. Like, what? What? You're, t- you're talking about your daughter? Like, okay. It was a different time. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a different time because like wow, like I, I'm pretty sure I would not want to hear it. like my brother say that about any of my nieces, just a, a weird one. But in any event, it was kind of cool that Bond wasn't interested, but then that carrot of Blofeld was thrown out there, and so it kind of became like a mission thing again. And he's like, "Okay, now I'm interested." So a very good start to the movie. Anything else? Oh, the whole scene where. James went back to the office, and it seemed like, for whatever reason, M was pretty cold, or I shouldn't say for whatever reason, because I get the feeling that Bond tests M's patience. <laughs> a lot, even though he gets the job done. And so he pulled him off of Bethlehem, and James was like, No, okay, I'm going to resign. But it was an awesome, awesome swerve by Money Penny to do what she did. Yeah. So, once again, just in those brief scenes, you know, they showed a lot. They showed how M was the guy in charge, as always. But Bond was the very angry agent, as always. And then Penny was the voice of reason and just the glue that holds everything together. And so just that was a fantastic scene, I thought. Learning about Bond's family crest, that was pretty cool. I dug that there was like a whole scene. They took minutes. Bond did the whole spy thing of, of going into the uh, attorney's office and stealing the necessary paperwork and having Draco's uh, man help him out on that. That that whole thing was cool. I, I love it when James Bond does like the spy stuff and not just the, okay, he shagged this chick, he shagged that chick. That has a level of cool, but I mean, he's a spy and he did spy stuff. So anytime I see that. I'm a big fan of it. They um, call that
1: Sneaky Bond. Sneaky uh, bond. bond, yeah, <laughs> James Bond Radio.
2: Nice. I, yes, I like Sneaky Bond. Sneaky Bond is is awesome. I like s- Sneaky Bond as the best Bond for me. Nice. Dude. I totally missed that Bond was supposed to be gay. <laughs> Plain, <laughs> e- even though like um, one of the girls kind of gave that hint, I can't remember. It was at the end of one scene. Of course, I know what he's allergic
0: to. <laughs> Right, (laughs) but Sir Hillary, I don't think
1: you like girls.
0: (laughs) Normally, I don't. But you're not. Oh
2: my God! Do the whole
0: scene
2: if you let me. Yeah. But him using that same, him using that same line, he came across as such a bro. Like, oh, come on, Bond. At least give a different line, man. Come on. You stick, you well, stick with what works.
1: Well, yeah, like with that uh, with that second girl, he would like he almost screwed it up because he, he
2: he said the exact same line and she didn't say the the first line, you know. Mm. It, it, <laughs> so, but but I, I part gave Bond credit, but like, dear God, Viagra wasn't invented then, brother. Like, really? <laughs> a girl, a girl, an hour? That's how you're gonna you're gonna roll? Like, okay, whatever. This this is a movie. I thought that Blofeld's plan was really good. It's also nice to have a villain that has a very dastardly insidious plan that you have to stop. Blofeld definitely was teased many years later with Austin Powers. He had just an inexplicably bad idea of leaving Bond in the gear room. Like... (laughs) Dude, you were he'd been really smart, mastermind, figured out it was James Bond. Okay. I thought he's like, yeah, we're gonna bring we're gonna bring him to this different room. I thought he was gonna take him to like a, a prison with with like no windows.
0: Like
1: yeah, I would have just was thrown him too, off yeah. that mountain.
2: Just thrown him off the mountain. That's there, all he had to do. There there were a ton of good ideas. Like, I mean, if you guys remember the show Animaniacs, good idea, bad idea. This was a bad idea. <laughs>
0: Yeah, just really bad. I have eleven years out of the military, not in great shape, and I could have escaped that damn room. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I mean,
2: Bond didn't even stop for literally a second. Like, oh god, I'm so trapped. What am I'm gonna <laughs> do is like, nope. This is this is the <laughs> time to get to work. <laughs> See ya. goodbye everybody (laughs) now that I am a world renowned spy left completely alone in a prison with three walls (laughs) let's see what I'm gonna do
0: I can literally see outside from where I'm staying (laughs)
2: like wow he did not think that one through (laughs) the escape scene I thought that um, Bond at one point was skiing on one ski I thought that was Bala like good god the strength it would take to pull that off would, would be insane. That was really cool. Tracy came out of nowhere with an awesome save. I'm just about to wrap up.
0: While well, you're thinking, Pat, when you were skiing on your way to work, did you go one ski or? <laughs> um it was
3: actually I, I stayed with the two. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Smart man, smart man. Yeah. Like
2: there's no need to brag like that.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> Safety yeah, first. St- <laughs> yes.
2: He was carrying his assault rifle. On the- <laughs> I thought that the chase scene was super long. Like, wow! They could have. I think if this were a movie made today, that scene would have been shortened by a good fifteen minutes. It was just. It kind of drug a little bit. Let's see. It
3: was still are more. You- it was still more exciting than watching the fight underwater. The
2: water? Yes. <laughs> oh,
1: shut up, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you talking about you talking about the ski chase scene or the car car chase
2: scene? I'm talking about the entirety of the chase yeah. scene. Like once they saw that Bond escaped, then they're like, okay, we have to get him. Like from that point until the end of the chase oh, Okay.
0: Scene, Okay. They were tenacious, man.
1: They, they were. I, swear, I thought it was funny. Oh. It's like, well, the funniest part I thought about that, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but since we're on the scene, he does the ski chase, he gets away. He does the car chase, he gets away. He, they spend the night in the barn. And Blofeld has been after him, like, all night. How
2: pissed was he when he got,
1: he's like,
0: somebody kill that mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: they, like, had to look I mean, all after night. After
0: his or... ass all night. <laughs> or, like, I often envision that everybody went to bed, and then Blofeld had, like, an alarm that went off, and he's like, all right, boys, he's in the <laughs> barn, unless we, we've all gotten our eight hours, go get him.
2: Well, you guys you guys mentioned that, and then, I mean, okay, yep, he's downhill from us, hey, Avalanche is a good idea, great idea. Okay, not great idea. They got Tracy, but then they're like, oh, yeah, Bond, I'm pretty sure he's dead. And <laughs> yeah.
1: hey, why did he send the three guys ahead?
2: He's like, you three, go ahead.
0: (laughs) See you later. I'm gonna
1: cut some overhead
2: at the same time. (laughs) I'll make sure to send you next again some Godiva chocolates. (laughs) They Um, they are delicious. Yeah, it it was like Bond's decision. I mean, as soon as M was like nope, he was like, Yeah, okay. (laughs) And went immediately to Draco. And I tell you what. It's a good thing that they established that he was kind of a, you know, on both sides of the law, because what they did was like completely against the Geneva Convention <laughs> or, or any laws of war or anything. Like, holy crap, that was illegal. Check with the Red Cross. Check with Geneva. <laughs> Just like, wow.
1: Um, and Enough of your nonsense. I have passengers. They're tired of your nonsense. Oh, my. <laughs>
2: At the end, like during the wedding, it was very cool tip of the cap to Money Penny because even before Bond threw the hat, Money Penny was not happy. Like, oh wow, she is definitely emotional about this. And then the ending, of course, already covered. The ending was like, oh man, that was very nice touch. So likes. I mean, there was a ton of action. I mean, just tons of it. And I thought Lazenby really did look the part. You know, once you got over the initial shock of not seeing Connery, it's like, okay, yep, this guy's Bond. Let's go. And I thought that he he looked the part, very much so. I thought Tracy was a very good sidekick and Blofeld was very hands-on, which he hadn't been for uh, the last several movies. So it was kind of cool to see Blofeld out there. And my main dislike was that long chase scene. Not like any particular part of it, just that they kind of went a little bit
0: long on it. But uh, overall, I really did enjoy the movie. Really did. Excellent. Quick question for you, and then I'm going to give the same question to Pat and let him roll with his. We've seen what most people consider the top three Bond helpers. We've seen Tiger Tanaka, we've seen Karambe, and we've seen Draco. Which one's your favorite?
2: Karambe, Karambe.
0: Still a Karam Um, guy. Yeah. I would still say Karen Bay because Karen
2: Bay he didn't have any or uh, ulterior motive. Draco did.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, Pat, what do you think? Tiger, Karim, Draco.
3: I'm gonna go with Karen Bay again too because he was, just seemed like a smooth guy.
0: He was a smooth yeah, operator.
3: Did. Yeah, he's like you know what you nothing. Need to ask. Yep, nothing's gonna. I'm not gonna worry about anything. Just let's go All right. back to the self mines.
0: The new the new <laughs> the new agents. They like that Karen Bay. <laughs> All right, what else you got? On on her Majesty's Secret Service.
4: Well, I do agree with
3: a lot of what Delvin had said. Let's just start with Lazenby. Yeah, once I knew he was Bond, I'm like, okay, he's playing Bond, let's go. But I don't think he, he doesn't have he didn't have that Connery swagger. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just didn't get that vibe from him. You know, Connery, he he enters a room, you know, and when he's dealing with the ladies, he's he's got that swag about him when he was doing it. Not that Lazenby was bad at it. It's just something you had to get used to. But I just didn't see that in him. Through the rest of the two-hour-and-a-half movie, just about, I got used to it. I do think what I mind seeing him again in a Bond? Yeah, I I, I wouldn't mind it I now that I've seen him. Uh-huh. I just, He just didn't have that swagger to me. But with that, one thing I like, going back to the the beginning, is I like how they kind of brought in, in the opening credits, I like how they brought in the other movies.
0: Oh, right, right, right.
3: Because I'm like, well, is this a continuation of the other movies? Because then, you know, you see Honey and you see the different girls as they pass. You never see Connery at all, but you see just that progression of the movies that have gone through. I kind of like that. And then you see that later on, too, when Bond's starting to pack up his office.
0: Right, right. That's cool. You
3: You see all these little nods and you know to the other movies as well too i kind of like that as it was kind of all laced through but not to kind of jump ahead if that was done and this is just a continuation off of you only live twice i
1: think i know where this is going
3: (laughs) how come blofeld doesn't recognize or bond doesn't recognize
0: recognize each
1: other
0: you look different you look (laughs) different too you're you're not a bond (laughs) That's You're James Bond. I, I met you in the volcano layer. No, <laughs> I'm Hilary Bray. I you, wear glasses. You rode my train in the volcano. <laughs> no, no. I distinctly remember I was going to kill you and I got hit by a ninja star. Nope, yeah. that wasn't me. <laughs> the cat does look familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you have a scar on your head? No, no, no. Totally, yeah, totally different. That's always been like Bond's. Never the film franchise has never been big on continuity. But I agree with you, Pat. But I'm they're like, trying if gonna, to. If you're gonna throw that many callbacks in,
3: yeah,
0: yeah they're just kind of glossed over. Eh, we'll pretend these guys never met each other before. But I, yeah. I, I want to say in the callback, did they ever call back to the last movie? Because I remember they pulled out the knife that was Honey's and the garrote that was Red Cryant's, and he pulled out the thunderball rebreather, Either, but I think that might have been it.
3: Uh, That's a good question. I'd have to. I think you might be right.
0: Yeah. (laughs) In my volcano base, no, (laughs) absolutely not. Wasn't me.
3: I do like that in the beginning scene. I'm going to jump around here a lot, so. But I do like in that in the opening scene. You don't see Bond for a while a little bit until Mm -hmm. you get to see his face so i like how they give you that you know is it him who is it what bond is it and then they show him so i like how they kind of kept that a little mystery in the beginning
6: yeah
0: i think they did a good job with that yeah they'll do that again on down the road i I think when we get to timothy dalton they do a pretty good job with that too but yeah that that's definitely cool yeah yeah they
3: did i think they did that well instead of just coming right out with it right away i think you know as a way to ease him in
0: then they give him that cool line, too. You know, this never happened to the other fella.
3: Yeah. <laughs> what I like about that is the two is the guy, there's the guy that he keeps beating up. Mm. And then he's like, he beats him up like three different times.
0: Poor James Brown.
3: Yeah. I'm <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, man, how many times has he got to beat this one guy up?
0: <laughs> but that guy was tenacious as all uh, get out. Yeah, and there he is at the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the end. You know, the two of them were like, do we do we fight now or (laughs) I
1: don't know inspector Clouseau at this point
2: (laughs) I just gave you some help
1: (laughs) now that's an interesting point you bring up Pat I almost feel bad asking this because I thought it was a different guy in the opening scene when they fought on the beach I was under the impression that it was somebody trying to kidnap Draco's daughter that he rescued him for, because that was they were trying to kill him. They
0: were going to kill him. I was under the that. impression that they were like Draco's thugs getting yeah, rid of a guy that got too close to, to her. To her, but I don't know, Jason. That's really the way
3: don't. I was taking it because they dragged her. Yeah. I,
0: but I'll side with you, Jason. I never connected who we will officially call James Brown. <laughs> I never connected because <laughs> I think James I Brown think to it, the beach fight
1: because I think it was a different black guy that was on draco squad that fought him at the hotel in the hotel room and then oh, I later thought it looked in that like the locker same room.
3: guy i thought no, it was i think the same I, guy, that guy was the same, same yeah was yeah. he the same because he never really killed them he just knocked them out
0: mm-hmm. yep, yeah i think that true. was the guy. because then later on yeah because that same guy went by and he was like eavesdropping at the door
3: mm-hmm. and i yep. was like
0: man you just took a terrible ass whooping man he's off on the eavesdropping go get some ice you know <laughs> Well, I
1: I don't see why they would hold a knife to Teresa's throat, because he put that knife to her throat, and and he was going to shoot Bond Mm. in the...
0: You make uh, a good point. You make a good point. I'm not sure what's going on there. Where's Alan Porter when you need it? I don't know. I don't know. Now I got <laughs> Somebody out there. Somebody out there let us know if we're... Yeah, somebody help us out.
3: But speaking of, just going back to the beginning there, the main theme, there was no f- music theme for this.
0: Ah, yes. This was another John Barry original okay. with no lyrics. Mm-hmm. And, and now you've given me, just you've pulled my cord. I just want okay. to put this out there. The, I think the Honor Majesty, Secret Service soundtracks and score CD is the best Bond music. It's amazing. You could just jam out to that all the time. But you are right. There is no lyrics on that one. The lyrical song associated with this movie is We Have All the Time in the World by Louis Armstrong, which is a beautiful song.
3: Okay. I was just kind of wondering. I'm like, listening to the music, I'm like, okay, I don't recognize anybody (laughs) singing or...
0: No, yeah, it's a straight up, no lyrics jam by John Barry.
3: Which brings me to go into, with this movie, it kind of veered away from the normal formula that we saw with Goldfinger and uh, You Only Live Twice as they were building up. Mm-hmm, hmm It loses a lot of that. You don't see a lot of... We don't see gadgets. No, you know? no. What's Q's there? Like, here, you know. He's complaining about something. Uh, yeah. I can't remember. The I don't know. The
0: only gadget they brought up was radioactive lint at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> That's what it was. And that was it. And it's not even used.
0: No, just mentioned. You know, him. it's, and it's, it's weird. just
3: a lot of... Yeah. It's just a lot of fights, chasing and that's it which is
2: with the banter between q and bond like you'd think that he made some of those things radioactive on purpose
0: (laughs) swallow this pill 007 (laughs) Uh, what the hell
3: (laughs) oh did anybody notice when money penny went in the office what james did to her
2: yes gave her a kiss
3: (laughs) and something else
2: and my gooster
3: yeah, that's right. I got written, I got <laughs> bon goose's money penny. Like Whoa. we're
0: back to the double O player. Yeah, he's gonna he's definitely get mad at the player now. I can feel it. <laughs> I, I,
3: I'm I setting mean, that hey, up I,
0: there. I, I tell you what, I
2: mean that, that's that's closer to being double O player than ever before yeah, I was like,
0: I'm disappointed that at the wedding scene we didn't like he throws the hat and she's got the tears in her eyes and then mm. and comes Gary Moneypenny. Like, what's the deal with the hack? <laughs> <laughs>
3: where he, he tries throwing the hat and all of a sudden he get, Gary gets hit in the face with it <laughs> he, he rejects it
0: like uh, NBA yeah,
3: like
1: he it away. <laughs> well I was thinking that too, if it had been 008 on that mission, he'd go up to Pis Glory and would be a bunch of dudes up in there <laughs> hey, what's up man, what's up I I'm getting
2: my allergies cured, dude me too, homie <laughs> 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 my, my my gout is acting up do you want to see no, no no i do not want to see oh we hijacked from pat again but that was funny.
3: yeah that's all right the arms the bond's arms did you guys notice what the motto was
0: um, yes yeah that will serve you well i think in trivia i might <laughs> okay <laughs> read them all <laughs> <laughs> good catch though. i pretty sure that's in the trivia question i can't remember jason probably knows better than me right now but i okay. think i put okay. that in there just to see who was paying attention during that scene so that's good i know what it is yeah i know Ooh, what it's. he's not spilling the beans now is
3: he no no i'm not going to give it away now if that's going to be a question i've learned a new secret bond weapon delvin i don't know if you caught it or at least a secret spy thing to do
2: i didn't go right ahead sir
3: pocket gloves it's the new wave of the future
2: <laughs> nice yes pocket yes. gloves because, you know, oh, yeah. to escape that death trap. Just, yeah, they just, just come right those. off. Those are, those, <laughs> those are the easiest
0: to rip pockets I've ever seen. <laughs> I know. I know. Any one of us, it would have taken like 15 minutes, lots of cursing. Uh, <laughs> son of a- <laughs> Oh, I think I tore my... <laughs> s- <laughs> my hands are tired. Ow. <laughs>
3: Uh, but other than that, I think I it was a decent movie. I agree with Delvin. There was a long chase scene. The whole chase scene and all that was pretty long, but somewhat exciting. I think they tried to cram a lot in it with skiing, the car chasing, the demolition derby. I was like, oh, a demolition derby. not too. What are they doing at demolition derby in the middle of winter?
0: Man, it's Switzerland, man. That's how they roll. Uh-huh. I figured out while you were talking and, and a little bit, Delvin, why the scene is so long. I've figured it out. And it's because they know they're building up to the point where he's going to ask Tracy to marry him, right? And you need that long scene to help forget that just yesterday he banged, like, nine chicks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he didn't bang that many. (laughs) Close enough. It wasn't for lack of trying. You need that that scene to help you remember. Like, it's a very tender love scene in the barn, but you might be like, wait, what were you doing yesterday?
1: (laughs) I know. And you got... Locked by Irma Irma, Irma (laughs) Bones. and I'm I'm surprised. God, that would have boy, that would have been the end of it for me. (laughs) 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 Uh, uh, Irma should have been like,
0: "Hey, (laughs) I'll
3: see you. I'll see you at 11.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, boots need love too.
3: (laughs) Other than that, smoke count.
0: Smoke if you got them.
3: There was about four smokes that he did.
0: Bond did four smokes.
3: Yeah, he he was smoking four times there. Four
0: times.
3: And did anybody notice the way that Telly Savalas holds a cigarette?
0: Yeah, he's got that underhand.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what's wrong with this guy?
0: I think it's cool as hell, man. Yeah. Once you you see it, you (laughs) see him do it a couple.
3: (laughs) You see him do it. I'm like, something's wrong with it. It doesn't look right. The more you see it, it's like, oh. And he uses it actor-wise. He uses it as a prop very well in doing different things with it. I thought very cool let's get into double o player play, play,
5: play, 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 let's, do that.
3: let's do it so i got tracy multiple yeah i'm gonna put money penny down again on yeah. the list he's yeah.
0: trying to make delvin mad close hey. but still no cigar <laughs>
3: <laughs> got ruby
0: ruby Botlett.
3: and i have oh i can't remember what the second
0: Lancashire.
3: What, what, what's her name
0: ruby Botlett.
3: no who's the second girl
0: Oh, I don't know that she necessarily really had a name. Yeah, uh, but she, yeah, she was. They she never, was, they never really got around to it. He asked her her name, and she's like,
3: oh, "I'll you know, tell you so in yeah. the morning." Okay. I couldn't remember if she had mentioned her name in I don't, the. I don't remember the dinner area there, but
0: she's uh, she pretty gal. Yeah. So that's what I got for the ladies. He mentioned a time to the Asian gal. Yeah, ten o'clock. He yeah. bo- he, he booked her, but uh, we didn't get to see any of that.
3: Yeah, so that doesn't go on the list. You that's yeah. not that doesn't go well, back
0: to work. There you have no be... idea how it's piling up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. All right. It was an interesting movie.
0: Yeah, I very interested to hear the opinions that you guys had, as this is the first non Connery. Just super quick from my point of view, I fall in the camp with most Bond fans. When I saw it when I was a kid, I was like, eh, it's not Bond. And then as I grow up and I appreciate the storyline a little better and the and the weight, this this is the most pivotal Bond movie. This will be the most important thing in the Bond franchise. Uh, you won't get anything near this important until maybe License to Kill. And even then, it's. I think this is still the big one. So I appreciate the uh, newcomer's point of view.
3: I can see that point of view from people that were watching this originally when it came out. Or, you know, like you, as you were watching it down the road. But, you know, because that's the bond you knew, Mm -hmm. you know, you didn't know any other bonds. Now I know how many other bonds there are. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, it's just another bond.
0: Right. Yeah. You don't have to be like thinking this is it, you know, is this, is, yeah. am I going to see six more movies with this guy? Like you've already got a roadmap. I see what you're
3: saying. Yeah. I've, I already know that. Okay. This is, this guy's one and he's done. And then you have, you know, the next guy and then another guy and then, and, you know, a couple other guys or whatever. We know what's going to happen. But for those people that didn't know, I can see where there'd be some, you know, I'm not sure about this little.
0: Yeah. Plus it ends on such a downer. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they they had the balls to do, what up,
3: Yeah, that is true. And it was (laughs) like, I was, I was all into the thing and all of a sudden, wow, you get he got married. What's going to happen? And he got Blofeld driving by like a, I don't know. He was kind of just like, he was just kind of cruising along there. (laughs) And then she pulls out the gun. Boom! Boom!
2: Yeah. Straight up drive by. Yeah. that's, That's brutal. I think Raymond
0: Benson, previous guest on the show, Raymond Benson, wrote a short story that's in, included in one of his omnibuses for a magazine. And I believe that short story is all about Bond tracking her down to give her exactly what she deserves. So Ooh. if you want some resolution and a short story and a quick read that's pretty good, I'll have to look that up and get the title for you. Mm. That was pretty cool. Oh,
3: that is interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would I would like to read that because yeah, I would think Bond would have every reason to want to see Rawline kick the bucket. Yeah, yes. man.
0: But Blazenby, man, I applaud him for it for he wasn't even, he faked his resume. Well, I'm sure Jason will get into that. But he faked his resume and said that he was an actor when he had done almost no acting. Hmm. He nails that scene when that cop rolls up. I mean,
3: yeah your yeah,
0: heart that was, breaks for him. That was very British. That
2: stiff upper lip of, oh, she'll be okay. But like you could tell, like he was breaking down even as he was trying to keep his composure. It's like, ooh, got a little chill in the room there. I'm by myself and everything. Yeah. Well, Lazenby
1: himself said when he filmed that scene that he knew that was probably the most important scene in the movie. So he worked really hard. They actually did two takes. One where he's actually crying, where he has tears in his eyes. And the other, the one that they went with, where he's obviously despondent, but has that stiff upper lip, like you said, and is not crying. And that's the one that they went with. But, but yeah, he, he sold it, man. He sold it to me, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, great scene. And yeah, that is a unlike any other bond ending at least thus far that certainly stood out but i didn't think it, while it was a downer i didn't leave the movie thinking man this ended on a downer i was i left the movie like oh wow dang what a way to end it
1: well this is a good point to, to hijack this show a little bit because it's a question that i wanted to put out to you guys peter hunt the director you know he made this statement at one point in time he said it was really a mistake to end it like that and the way he wished he would have done it was have them drive away and that be the end of it and then james bond return and then in the opening scene of the next movie have the murder of Teresa and the movie be more like license to kill, which I know doesn't mean anything to you guys, but more the revenge plot type of thing. And I wonder if that would have been how that would have turned out. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are, if you found the ending jarring and agree with Peter Hunt that he should have waited till the next movie to finish off Tracy or or if you liked it the way it was. Go
3: ahead, Pat. I guess I didn't really find it too jarring just because in watching it that the Bond formula wasn't totally all there. So I was already thrown off with that. And so I just went, well, I'm just going to go with it. So at the end, I didn't find it too jarring because it's like, oh, he's driving away with he's not it's not the old. The Old other bond where he's gonna, you know, slip in a boat and they're floating away with another lady and they're off to whatever. You know, he you, they don't leave you like that, they just leave you with two people driving away on a off to their honeymoon with nothing really going on in the car. But I think that would have been a better way to go would be to have that as the beginning of the next movie and then have that, you know, that hunt for revenge,
2: Delvin you certainly would have your plot for the next movie if it were going to be planned that way. That um, Bond's wife, you know, that everything was going to be, you thought it was going to be nice and blissful, but instead it turned out that she died immediately. Yeah, that has to be the plot. That couldn't be just a vignette. And it was like, my wife died. (laughs) Oopsie-doo-doo. And then just transition to some new plot. That would have to be the entirety of the movie. Well, I mean, which isn't a bad thing. I'm, I'm just... I'm just commenting on what would happen or what I think would have to happen if they continued the scene to the
0: next movie. I like it the way it is. You like it the way it is? Yeah, I I think if I was around, was a 69... If I was around in 1969, I might not have agreed. I might have been like, what the hell is this? You know, because it was so different. But, you know, with the context that I have, I just think this is a great movie. And I wouldn't trade that scene at the end. Like we just talked about his performance in that final scene for The World. I think he mm-hmm. nailed it.
3: Oh, no. I'm saying the performance is great. Uh, yeah, you would still use that. it at the kickoff of the next movie. Yeah, sure. Either either way, I yeah, I think his performance was, was great. And maybe, like you said, us not knowing a little bit more of the other movies down the road. So I can see that point.
0: Well, Jason, what other thoughts do you have on this film? Well, this is definitely one
1: of the Bond films that I think is going to stir up the most discussion. This is obviously Lazenby's one-and-done Bond movie, which, if circumstances had gone in another way, might not have been the case. I remember as a kid, I didn't like this one as much when I was a kid, because it does drive away from that Bond formula where Bond wins at the end. It had a new Bond in it, and I think at the time, it was a brave attempt— it was a lot of change for Bond fans, and what do we say it was sixty nine? Mm-hmm. If you look at the numbers, I mean the Bond, the movie did okay, but internationally it was the worst of all the Bond movies. Going back even to Doctor No, Doctor No pulled in more money internationally, and in the US it was even even worse. So I think that that caused the producers to panic a little bit, and I don't think we got everything that we could have gotten. From the Bond series, I wonder. This is like the you know alternate history. If you could go back in time, Mm -hmm. and Lazenby has more than one film to portray James Bond would they go more towards that longer storyline where you have Bond really now personally invested in going and hunting down Spectre and Blofeld and just, you know, using that license to kill with great vigor and intensity, you know? And I kind of think that's where they were trying to go with the Daniel Craig series, in a way, hmm. to set up this big story arc, you know, where it ends up with, I'm the author of all your pain, and you're like, no, nah, I think that's Sam Mendes who <laughs> the author of this <laughs> so it's, a, it's a good try but <laughs> i just i just i just wonder and i think that's part of the one of the reasons and maybe i'm not fair to diamonds are forever and i'm sorry to bring that in now because i know the rookies haven't seen it diamonds are forever to me seem
0: like a cowardly retreat almost it is, it is a play it safe film it is a play yeah. it safe film.
3: but now you're ruining it, it.
0: It's, it's, good. it's a great it, it, it's a
1: great <laughs> film i mean it, you're
3: it's putting it's thoughts film. in my yeah. head
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I think fans will know what I'm talking about. It's a play it safe. I was like, get back to the formula. Get back to the formula as quick as you can. You know, in a way, there's nothing wrong with that. But I just wonder. I wonder how much different this film series would have been if they would have continued this storyline. And if you remember, going back to You Only Live Twice, they were supposed to film on Her Majesty's Secret Service then. So it would have been Connery in this role. And I wonder, too. So that's another little piece of alternate history. I wonder how Connery would have done. And when I think about that, I give George Lazenby even a little bit more credit, because I'm like, I really can't see anybody but Lazenby doing this
0: role at this point in time. I'm going to hijack from you for just a second, Jason.
1: Yeah, please do. Please do. I'm kind of all over the map here, but (laughs) I I just have a lot of thoughts. Collect your thoughts.
0: Um, (laughs) I threw a Twitter poll out this week, and the question was, if you had to recast Lazenby in On Her Majesty's Secret Service with one of the 007 actors, and Connery was still an adamant no who would you use? And Timothy Dalton won big time. I'd go with Daniel Craig. And Dan- I would go Daniel, with Daniel. Daniel Craig came in second. Timothy Dalton carried 46% of the vote. And we got almost 100 people to vote, by the way. It was a big topic. Daniel Craig came in at 23. Then Roger, Sir Roger, at 17. And then Pierce Brosnan at 14. And I don't disagree. I think Timothy Dalton would have been just right for this. But the, the rookie agents can weigh in on that same question once we burn down the line. So I read something, gentlemen. And I don't
2: know, one of the maybe it was IMDb, they said that for this movie, Timothy Dalton was considered for the movie but felt that he was too young because he was 22 years old so they went with someone with a little more experience even though Lazenby was the youngest person to ever play James Bond.
0: Yeah, uh, Dalton has been on their radar for a surprisingly long time. But yeah, good good catch there, Dalton. They started kind of coveting Dalton when he was in his early 20s. You're absolutely right.
1: Yeah, and Pierce Brosnan even, they were looking at him back when, when Dalton stepped on the scene and Mm -hmm. Brosnan was tied up in the Remington Steel franchise and I, I think that because they were looking at Roger Moore for this one too and Roger Moore was tied up in uh, one of his television shows too so there's a lot of soon to be James Bond guys floating around floating out there around and lazy and yeah. with no experience nails the,
5: <laughs> the role
1: well, yeah so I I think that pretty much sums up my thoughts on this I really enjoy this movie I like it a little bit more every time I see it 12 year old Jason was was a little, I think, like most fans, a little taken aback and like, what is this now? But, you know, as I look at this with adult eyes, I think, you know, George Lazenby does deserve a lot of credit, and uh, I think he would have made a fine Bond if he would have continued on. But that's it. I think that's a nice segue into my Bond bombs here. I think some of these tie in nicely. So, George Lazenby did many of his own stunts and actually enjoyed hanging out with the stuntmen, and during shooting, he dislocated his shoulder during the cable car scene, and he he injured his ankles because when they were jumping out of the helicopter on the assault on Peace Gloria, it was really hard to judge the distance because of all the <laughs> snow. So people were falling like 20 feet out. You probably saw the one dude like head dive out of the <laughs> helicopter. That's <laughs> yeah, they, he was pretty much buried. They had to pull him out. But he was, interestingly enough, he was contractually forbidden from skiing. So none of the ski stunts were his. Telly Savalas, played Blofeld, was an infamous night owl, and he loved to play poker for cash. And at this point in time, they got per diem every day, and per diem was paid in cash, and they were all stuck up in his glory, so they had no place to spend their money. So he would famously take the cash per diem from the cast and crew because he was an outstanding poker player. However, some of the folks were losing a lot of money, and there was one particular person who was an even better poker player than he was, and that was Cubby Broccoli. Thank you. The cat who stepped in, won back a lot of money off of Savalas and gave the money back to the people nice. who lost it. So that was pretty funny, I thought. And then number three kind of ties into what we were saying. Lazenby actually got a seven-picture deal to play James Bond. They offered him a seven-picture contract and he turned it down. He thought that James Bond was the past. It wasn't going to go anywhere. And after the box office receipts were in and some of the, the critics were panning the film, the production company was kind Kind of worried too so he didn't take it you know they didn't push it for that and some other personal reasons and he turned it down but if you think about it he was 29 when they filmed Honor Majesties and so he could have done seven pictures if they did one every two years let's say he could have walked out of there in his mid-40s as one of the longest tenured James Bond actors
2: and, and a very again, rich
1: man. And a very, very rich man. And so, you know, again, alternate history. So those are my bond
0: bombs for tonight. Well done, Jason. So with those 007 trivia nuggets tucked safely away, it's time to have our rookie agent score this film. Jason, lead the lads to the score land. All right, you lushes, It's martini time.
1: Delvin, one to seven martinis. How many are you going to serve up for this film?
2: The ending to this movie Plus just a ton of action. This movie really did it for me. I really enjoyed it a lot. I give it six martinis. Whoop whoop. Um, I was in and, and maybe it's because I came in expecting nothing and was very impressed. But it, regardless of whatever expectations I had, it, I thought the movie delivered very well. And I enjoyed it a lot.
1: Six martinis. Yeah. Well, you sure had a lot of guts. Uh, pat how many martinis would you like to serve up good sir
3: i agree with delvin this is a six martini for me as well too i went in like delvin said just ready to watch it with no other expectations out of it and it surprised me there was a lot of action that kept you intrigued and it was interesting to see the newcomer play the role could he live up to the role yeah i think he did I believed he was bond. By at the end, I believed. He was Bond.
0: Six out of seven from Pat. Six out of seven from Delvin. That's good. Got boxcars. (laughs) Boxcars from the boys.
1: Also, I guess I did want to mention, too, that Sir Hilary Bray did dub. The actor that played Sir Hilary Bray did dub Lazenby when he was undercover as Sir
0: Hilary Bray. Yeah, all those lines that he delivered when he was undercover were dubbed by the other guy who was actually Sir Hilary Bray. Naturally adjusted to favor me. (laughs) (laughs) You
3: can call me Hilly. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. really? Well, thank you, gentlemen. And now it's almost time to crown this episode's double O award winner. Mm-hmm. Agent Pat and Agent Delvin will do this by answering a series of trivia questions all about Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Pat, are you the current champion?
3: I think I am.
0: I think you are. Yeah, Pat is our current yes. champion. woo But Delvin's got a nice, shiny new trivia pistol, and he's itching to shoot it in your direction. That, that sounded dirty. Mm, <laughs> that did sound hot. Anyway. <laughs> 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 but <laughs> I'm dying. Before we do that, let's take a quick break to thank our Patreon sponsors. White Rocket Entertainment. These are the folks that keep us going, so a big thank you to all of our Patreon sponsors, which include Nicholas Contrell, Joseph Fine, Christopher Burleson, Samuel Salvatore, Phil Amthor of WeHaveDonuts.com, Steve Trawick, Richard Stevens, Justin Bean, Chris Usher. You big any Usher jokes? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. 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 can't bring yeah. anything in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> David Evers, Tom Anderson, Timothy, Dan Thompson. Wes Atkinson, Steve Harlan, Andrew Barber, Gerard Albrich, Rich Reimer, Bill Matthews, Will Summerford, John McCune, Catherine England, Anne Conjian, David Simpson, Josh Teal. Mike Finley, Randall Walker, C.T. Wayne, Earl Rick swore Eagle to Earl, Dave Powell, Michael Kirshner, Mick Vigicana, Matt Robbenheimer, Chris Thrash, Logan Chilton, George Gaston, Tony Perry, Alex Gwynn, Clay Henson, J.W. Rice, Wardam Wade, Dave Medina, Mark Squire, Joey Miller, Matthew Wagstaff, Russell Milling, Rob Morgan, Steve Schuster, James Taylor. Oh, i
2: seen fire and i seen rain.
0: Nailed it. John Stubbs, Kenneth Brent Rains, Brant Rumble, Nicholas Craig, Ruth, and Darren Sutherland. I'm Darren. Let's try it again. I'm Ruth. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Delvin's brother, Patrick Williams, plus our one-time and anonymous donors. If we missed anybody, please let us know and we'll get that updated. We try to update that as often as possible. But if you have joined the Patreon and I didn't read your name, then shame on me. Please let us know. We'll give you some contact information at the end of the show. I want to get that right. There's some new names on there. There are some new names. The family has grown. And I've seen a couple new names that have grown from this part. Because, you know, we've got, you know, with the White Rocket, we've got this James Bond show. And we've got the White Rocket Entertainment General Show. Uh, sort of the hodgepodge potpourri, if you will. A lot of our Patreons come from Van Plexico and John Ringer's Auburn University uh, sports podcast called the AU Wishbone. But I'm seeing more and more names pop up from uh, some of our 007 folks. So I I like seeing that. Yeah, very cool. Thank you. uh, Yeah, thanks everybody. And if you'd like to help keep gas in our Little Nelly helicopter, you too can help sponsor the show over at patreon.com. Just search the keyword Plexico, P-L-E-X-I-C-O, and you can give as little as a dollar a month and and uh, that'll help get jason that elective surgery to make him look japanese <laughs> and like all those other folks whose names you've just heard you'll get a shout out on every episode of all the white rocket entertainment shows including this one as a patreon you also get bonus material and behind the scenes information on all the white rocket endeavors including our novels comic books, and more. We do have some cool comic books coming out, folks. There's a lot of good stuff happening. Coming down the pipe.
1: All right. It's time to put on your thinking caps, gentlemen, and let's find out who this mission's Trivia Double O Award winner is going to be so you can lord it over the other guy until the next episode. Agent Jared and I have each prepared three questions for a total of six. We'll take turns asking each of our contestants a question. You get it right. That's one point. You get it wrong, your opponent has an opportunity for a steal. Sneaky Bond. Most points gets you the coveted Double O award, a bottle of Siamese vodka, and forty-five minutes in Tanaka's bathhouse. That's Wow Supplies. Last not available in all areas. So let's start this segment that we like to call Agents Under Fire.
5: Well, I understand Double Os have a very short life expectancy.
0: All right, all right, all right, boys, let's get fired up. Pat, you are our current champion, so do you want to go first or second? I will go first. You'll go first? Delvin, we'll put the ball in your court. Who do you want to read your questions, Jason or me? Jason. All right, Pat, I'm asking you the first question out of the box. Jason, you'll have Delvin right after me. All right. All right, Pat. Ah. There we go. You ready for your easy round? Yes. What name does Bond use when undercover infiltrating Blofeld's lair?
3: That is that is a tough one, though, for me. Mm-hmm. Blofeld's lair. Oh, uh, Hillary.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah, well, I don't know. I was just totally... Don't make it harder than it is. The yeah. Was <laughs> Hold Hilly. Well done, Pat.
1: All right, Delvin. It's time to return fire here. What, do what title... Can. All right. So here it comes. What title did Tracy have?
2: Crap. Really?
0: Geez. Uh,
2: that is an easy question, and I'm gonna freaking blow it. Oh my goodness! Um,
0: breathe deep, take your time, ask Miranda. <laughs>
2: Miranda? <laughs> Miranda's in New York City, sir. So she is New not. York City. Get a rope. Get a rope. Um, yeah. <laughs> Do you wanna phone a friend? Uh, no friends to phone. Uh, so you I'll say Contessa. Me. What was that? Contessa.
5: Pow,
1: pow, you are right.
0: Pow, pow, you got pow. it. Pow. Nice job. Nice save. All right, Pat, back to you for the medium round. What was okay. the date? What was the date? The day only. You don't have to know the month or anything like that. Just the, the, the number of the date on the calendar that 007 threw the knife into in Draco's office. Thirteen.
3: What?
1: What?
0: Oh.
1: oh, Delvin's wah. got a chance to steal. Delvin? I will read it again, sir. What was the date, day only, on the calendar that 007 threw the knife into in draco's office
2: i thought pat was right wow that that's what i would have guessed
0: well luckily you've got you've got a a little bit more of a better chance because he eliminated
1: one. (laughs) we know 13 is wrong (laughs) holy cow
0: um 15 (laughs) oh my goodness you you bracketed the target gentlemen it was the
2: 14th
3: but today
0: is the 13th i'm superstitious there you go. Oh, that's, yeah, that's why I was.
3: Yeah. Oh,
1: oh kids were stealing. He didn't get it. Okay, mm. here we go. You got to hold serve here, Pat. Or I'm sorry, Delvin. What item of Gumbald's did Bond personally take from Gumbald's office?
2: He took a Playboy magazine.
1: Are we going to accept that, Jared?
0: I'm going to say Yes.
1: Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Because Jared corrected me. Because all these years I thought he took the magazine too, but he only took the center. He
0: just took the centerfold. Just the centerfold. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But since since I posed this, it was question, love cold? <laughs> I posed the Remember same questions to uh, to Jason earlier this week. To I kind of do that sort of to test their difficulty, and and Jason said the same thing, and I, I said I I'll, I'll allow it. So I got to allow it for Delvin. That's that's perfectly fine. Yes. Boom, so man, All right. he's got one up on you, Pat. You got to get Uh-oh. this right. But I have faith, full faith in you on this one, Pat. I put it in the hard round because I was like, it happened just once and it happened briefly and I don't know if anybody noticed, but I know Pat did. What's the Bond family motto? That was a hard- <laughs> the hard one. A- I honestly thought you guys wouldn't catch it. I thought it's during- of a gun. God. it was during a boring, boring uh, time. I thought, I thought
1: it was going to be hard, too, to be honest. I, I didn't think you guys would catch it.
3: Well, I believe on the coat of arms for Bond, it is Orbis non-sufficient, or which the world is not enough.
0: Wow, he put the Latin in it. Oh, he went Latin too, man. I'm impressed. I I
3: like that. I thought that was a really cool thing. So my question, since we're talking, now we can talk about it. You know, The World is Not Enough is obviously a movie down the road. Mm -hmm. Years, years, and years. Is that a callback to that?
0: Yeah. Yes. It's really got the title of the movie. I think they mention it in the movie, too. Family motto or something like that?
1: Yeah, she said, I could have given you the world. And he said, uh, the world is not enough. And she said, uh, foolish sentiment. And he said, family motto. motto.
3: (laughs) Oh, very cool.
0: (laughs) Wow. Okay, so uh, what's the score here?
1: We're tied up. As long as Dalton nails this. He's got it. He's got it. Last one. Yeah, I hope so. All right, Delvin. What's the name of the lawyer in Switzerland that 007 investigates?
2: Did I write the name down? Yeah. Holy crap, I did. It's Gumbold. (laughs) Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah. boom. Oh. And if you paid attention to the previous question, you would have got that. Well. I was not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, and this is why I thought they wouldn't get the family motto question. <laughs> Delvin, it was your question. I just asked it to you. I should
2: have... <laughs> Shut up and give me my victory! <laughs> Shut up!
1: <laughs> 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 All right, what are we gonna do? It's a tie, Jared. I won. No, just won.
2: Oh, he won? Yeah. Look at you, Jason. You. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, I, well, because I thought we
0: had a chance for a steal, but no, he didn't. Nobody got the Draco. Oh, uh, Jason's right. I steal.
3: won. Dude, now, <laughs> now, <laughs> now,
0: math hard. Math hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, i tell you what Congratulations to Delvin You've, you've gotten your crown, wrestled it back from Agent Pat ah. Woohoo! Woo! Do the right proper thing and lord this over Pat
3: Until, until you meet we meet again, again. Next episode <laughs> You want it
2: You keep it, old buddy
3: Until we meet again Mr.
2: Dark Web. <laughs> The world is not enough.
3: <laughs> I will pry that crown from your silver
0: hand. <laughs> oh, man.
1: Okay. A few trivia questions isn't enough to make you a champion. <laughs> Take more than cutting your earlobes off to make you a count. There you go. That's where I was going with that.
0: Oh, all right. Well, now for our final segment of the show it's called return fire now during return fire our rookie agents pat and delvin get to toss jason and i a trivia question or sometimes two or sometimes three that they bring with them in an attempt to stump the double o expert so let's get going with return fire this
3: never happened to the other film.
0: Who wants to go first? Pat, go ahead, sir.
3: Okay. Well, I'm going to start off with some numbers, boys.
0: Goomballs. Oh, huh? No, never mind. I know what numbers you're going to ask.
3: Yeah, you probably do. Eight What's nine the... six
0: three two eight. Yep, that's <laughs> what I wrote down too. All right, and I, I, but I want to address this. I assume you're about to ask what the combination of the safe. Correct. Cracker. It was eighty-nine sixty-three twenty-eight, and, and what a lot of Bond fans like to point out is why does he have that giant suitcase safe cracker? Oh, it was the a fax movie, machine, the, the too. It was a copier. It, the movie just before it, he had one that fit in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. That's always been my defense, too. I go, well, it's also a copier. Yeah, I yeah. think the
1: copier is what took the,
0: and, took the most. And that was provided not by MI6, but it was provided by Draco and his guy. Mm. So, something to think about. That's true. Good point. Good point. Hey, uh, quick question for you, Pat. What was M's Hobby? M's Hobby? I knew I Lepidopterist. It. Boom. Oh, oh on it today. Oh, Boom. boy. Anyway, this is not Agents Under is Fire. True. This yep. is Return Fire. <sighs> Unusually
2: small for an follows polychlorus.
0: <laughs> what do you got, Delvin?
2: You know what? I'll I'll, I'll keep the numbers. I'll, oh, I'll crap. The numbers. It's the only one I memorized. <laughs> Oh, me too. I'm in trouble. <laughs> Man, I don't know which one to ask. Tracy, he went to visit Tracy early in the movie, and she was in suite 423. Yes, yes. And ordered caviar, oh. but then Bond went to his room. Oh.
0: What number was that? Uh, I, I, uh... uh... What's funny about that is I could swear when he asks the guy when he gets there the guy gives him the room number in like Spanish and it doesn't match. Bond's room number was five one two. It's my best guess. What you I have saying? no idea.
2: I have no idea. I'd even get would were- play. You were very close. It was five one six.
1: Oh,
0: oh.
2: oh
0: only close. cabin of the field. I just took a round, man. <laughs> uh-huh. <sighs> Pat, you got any more?
3: Oh, uh, the only other one I had is from what century is the coat of arms from?
0: Oh crap! I don't even know. <laughs> I, I thought he said sixteenth. I'll, uh, I'll buy thir- No, I'm sorry, 13th And um, since Clear. Jason and I work as a team I'll say 14th and we'll cover two bases
3: 18th century
0: Whoa, uh, man I was Man, we're not doing good
3: Who did it belong to?
0: Which one? Are you talking about the Bond coat of arms?
3: Yeah in the 18th century, who did it belong to? Oh, I don't even remember. Yeah, Sir Thomas
0: Bond. Oh, Thomas Bond. Okay, no, no. I knew. I, I actually knew that. I didn't quite understand where we were going. I was like, "It's the Bonds." We just, we just answered that. Yeah, well, if you had said, if you had said, what was his first name? I could have got it. But anybody can say that now, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't um, have got it. No, I remember the Thomas Bond thing, but uh, I, not, I didn't prove it just now. <laughs> <laughs> Delvin. It's like, what was the answer? Six. Yep, it was six. It was six. It I could have told, totally told you. You got <laughs> <Yeah>. anything else? <laughs> okay. Um, try to make us look cool right here at the end, okay? Just help us out. Oh, okay, so do you,
2: do you do you want a question that's alcohol-related or do you want a question that's business-related?
0: Uh, I'm going to go alcohol-related. I'm going to try to answer it before you ask it. Campari. I'm saying it's, it's uh, malt whiskey and branch water. Yeah, it's either Ooh. Campari or malt whiskey and branch water. Neither, sir. Oh crap! All right, that's oh, now oh, I got to know. Now oh, I got to so, know. So
2: the the question is, uh, Bond had done his homework on Mister Draco, and he knew Ooh, what type yes. of liquor that he preferred.
0: Yes, 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 yes. I uh, oh, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this because I, I I picked up on that too. Jared's going to get it. So while
2: Jared's thinking, like I have to like write down these questions, not not just for stumbers, but I think these might be asked. So I very paranoidly <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> paranoid. <laughs> write them down. Oh, because he said oh, you know, he was, was it? files yeah. on you. Uh, d- d- d-
1: d- Your file on me is not quite complete. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, I'm going to get this. What what
1: else
2: do you got? It was Corsican brandy. Oh, that's right. That's right.
1: Very good. Nicely done, guys. Agent Jared, what do we have in the eyes-only mailbag this week?
3: What? No small talk. No chit-chat.
0: Well, I'm glad you asked, Jason. As a reminder to our audience, if you'd like to be a part of the show, you can send us your questions, comments, trivia challenges, recipes, anything you want, to ohmspod at outlook.com, or you can go over to our Twitter page, which is at ohmspod. And if you'd like, you can even use the email address, and as a reminder, that's ohmspod at outlook.com, and send us an audio recording of your question or comment that we might even play on the show. Please try to keep your audio file around 30 seconds or less, but we'd certainly love to hear from you and make you a part of the show also if you're an itunes listener we'd greatly appreciate it if you left a review for the show that will help raise the show's profile and attract more of the 007 family to this program as a reward for leaving a review we will read your entire review on an upcoming episode of mi6 rookie agents all right well next up we have fellow podcasters and friends of the show ruth and darren and they've joined our patreon squad thank you ruth and darren that ruth and darren from their rad adventures network normally our a d stands for ruth and darren but here on our 007 show it stands for q's research and development team so let's get this episode's rad thoughts on bond
6: hi i'm ruth
7: and i'm darren of the rad adventures network
6: we're with research and development q branch and we're here to share our thoughts about on her majesty's secret service
7: I'll say right up front that this is my favorite James Bond film. That would have been surprising to hear many years ago, because the film had a bad reputation for a long time. But the film has undergone a renaissance over the years, and more recent evaluations by critics and fans frequently put the movie at or near the top when ranking 007 films.
6: I think much of the early criticism of the movie was because George Lazenby only appeared in this one film. It created a false opinion that the movie wasn't well-received, but of course, that wasn't the case. When originally released, the movie was very well received, and George Lazenby was offered a multi-picture deal by the producers, but he turned down the offer.
7: I like this movie because it's action-packed and features fantastic locations and exciting chase scenes that keep the film moving briskly, even though it's one of the longer Bond films.
6: The movie features an intriguing and realistic plot, a multifaceted James Bond, and a strong female character.
7: I think George Lazenby delivers a nuanced performance with a balance of action and humor. He's confident when needed, and vulnerable when needed, and he handles the tragic ending perfectly.
6: We had the pleasure to meet George Lazenby at NostalgiaCon a few years ago.
7: He told how he got the role of Bond by using his modeling contacts to find where Sean Connery had his haircut, and where he had his suits made. Looking the part, he then borrowed a Rolex watch and tricked his way into the production office. Office and stepped through the doorway in a classic Bond pose and checked his Rolex and said, I hear you've been looking for me.
6: He readily admits that giving up the role was the biggest mistake he ever made. He said there were many factors in his decision, including that gun toting heroes seemed to be on their way out in 1969 as the flower power movement was growing. And he thought he would have more opportunities by leaving the role.
7: That wasn't the case. But what surprised him more was how long Cubby Broccoli held a grudge. Because for the next 20 years, he would find himself cast in roles. But before production began, his agent would tell him they got the call meaning Cubby Broccoli made a call and he no longer had the role.
6: His biggest disappointment was the TV series The Equalizer in which he was cast as the lead, but the call came once again and he was paid to exit the show before filming began.
7: However, he says he would not want to go back in time and change anything because it could impact how his life turned out, and he is now a happy family man and wouldn't want that to change.
6: Of course, the biggest reason to love this movie is Diana Rigg. As we've mentioned before, we're both huge fans of the British spy series The Avengers.
7: Diana Rigg played John Steed's partner Emma Peele on that excellent series, which was a worldwide sensation in the 1960s.
6: Emma Pill was the definition of a smart, strong, and independent professional woman, and Diana Rigg's performance made her an international star.
7: Here, Diana Rigg provides a perfect performance of a believable woman with a realistic balance of strengths and weaknesses, who is every bit James Bond's equal. She's terrific in the film.
6: On a side note, fans of The Avengers will notice another familiar face in this film. Actress Joanna Lumley plays one of the patients at Blofeld's lab. She would later play John Steed's partner Purdy in the new Avengers in the late 1970s, and would later become an international star in the hilarious comedy series Absolutely Fabulous. That's two Avengers girls in this film, and three Avengers girls in total in the series, including Honor Blackman from Goldfinger. Plus, there's another Avengers star still to appear later in the series.
7: For those who don't know, while scouting for filming locations, the producers heard about a rotating restaurant that was being built in the Swiss Alps and the producers helped finance the remaining construction of the restaurant in exchange for filming at the location prior to its opening.
6: The restaurant then adopted the name Peas Gloria from the book and movie, and features a James Bond exhibit in the restaurant.
7: Our friend Paul, who visits Bond filming locations when traveling, has been to Pease Gloria and sent us a photo from his visit of a hamburger with the 007 logo grilled into the bun.
6: In the past, we've mentioned visiting the Bond in Motion exhibit in London, and seeing Tracy's bright red Mercury Cougar was definitely one of the highlights when we were there.
7: And we've had the chance to talk to comic writer and artist Mike Grell about his love of this film. And you can even hear him singing a bit of We Have All the Time in the World in Episode 8 of our Warlord Worlds podcast. And now it's time for 007 Hits and Misses when we share our thoughts on two low points and seven high points in the film.
6: I'll start right away by saying that the low point in the film is definitely the death of Tracy. Yes, I know it would change the entire series, but I still always want Tracy to live. I can easily imagine the two of them on missions together in an alternate reality.
7: And as I said, this is my favorite Bond film, so it's tough to find any low points. But, though I'll admit some can argue that these two scenes might fit in the context of the film, I still do not like that Bond slaps Tracy, and then later her father hits her. Even in the context of the film, I don't like that.
6: But this is a great film overall, and we started with a list of about 20 high points, but somehow we've narrowed it down to our top seven hits.
7: Number seven, the entire opening sequence filmed in shadows for a slow reveal of George Lazenby as James Bond, and ending with his comment, This never happened to the other fellow. A meta quote before meta was cool.
6: Number six, when Tracy's father says, She likes you. I can see it. And Bond sarcastically replies, I need the name of your oculist.
7: Number five, the hilarious scene when Bond tries to hide in a barn filled with bells.
6: Number four, The awesome escape scene from the moment that Tracy skates up to Bond at the ice rink, showing that she can recognize him even when he's trying to hide in a crowd. All of the way through the car chase that includes a stock car race on ice. And ending with Tracy's comment, we didn't even stop for the prize.
7: Number three, the terrific ski chases. One at night and one in the morning. A spectacular way to show off the beautiful Swiss countryside, while also providing action-packed entertainment.
6: Number two, Pease Gloria. It's a beautiful location inside and outside with... amazing views of the Swiss Alps, while also providing a perfect location for intrigue and adventure.
7: And number one is Diana Rigg. Beautiful, smart, witty, and cunning. The ultimate Bond girl.
6: No wonder he falls in love and marries her.
7: Thank you, Jared, Jason, Delvin, and Pat, for letting us share our thoughts on your excellent podcast.
6: Remember, we're RAD, R-A-D, which is short for Ruth and Darren and Research and Development.
7: What do you think, boys? Overall,
2: as far as their notes... I, you can tell that they uh, clearly liked uh, Di- Diana Rigg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You can clearly tell there's uh, an affectation for her. And I mean, and, and that's cool. That is cool.
1: You can still see Diana Rigg today in the Game of Thrones franchise. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. She's got a recurring role. Well, not anymore. Spoiler alert. She died last season, but. <laughs> <laughs> But you can see her up to last season. Yeah, I agree with their assessment on the character of Tracy. Because, well, let's face it, boys, she beat the shit out of that guard. In <laughs> <laughs> that final fight, man. He was all wearing that circle thing around his head. <laughs> he had to play possum to try to blindside her. Time. <laughs> she did, uh, she did the like, <laughs> man, She She messed him up. She was going to cut him with that. <laughs> <That bottle
0: too. laughs> she's got a backstory that we need to know more about i know yeah she she's
1: nothing wrong with her armbar i can tell you that
6: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah you could just you could just hear ruth and darren's passion yeah. for this film and then it's just nice to hear. Definitely. And yeah. definitely
3: some cool facts that they drop too as well.
0: You know who I'm uh, sick of? of Their friend I Paul, know. who goes to all these great places. Like, I've been yeah, no kidding. Those, yeah. I've been to My a friend. lot of cool locations, but this Paul guy's starting to make me mad. Uh-huh. <laughs> Paul guy had a 007 hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> Paul. <laughs> Paul.
1: Feeling <laughs> like 008 over here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh goodness. Well, I'm looking in our eyes only mailbag and we have another audio send-in question. This is from our agent, our man in the Netherlands, our secret agent in the Netherlands, Mr. Don Zuterman. So let's see what Mr. Don has to say this time around, shall we, boys? Let's Let's hear hear it.
4: Hey guys, it's uh, Don Zuiderman again calling in from the Netherlands for your rookie agent episode of On a Majesty's Secret Service. Um, First of all, I really appreciate this uh, show and all the effort that you put into it, and I think it's quite amazing that you're systematically going through all the James Bond films and you've reached number six now already. Um, And I was thinking uh, what I wanted to ask you guys, and first off, I thought about asking about the James Bond continuity, which is pretty much all over the place, all the time. Interesting fact is that Peter Hunt, director of Honor Majesty's Majesties, uh, said once that in this scene where James Bond is going through the gadgets of previous missions, um, he looks at Honey Rider's knife and he also looks at the watch that he uh, got off Red Grant to indicate that it's still the same character. Um, he's, Peter Hunt said that he should not have a gadget from You Only Live Twice because Uh, He said that his film, On the Majesties, was a sort of prequel to You Only Live Twice. Now, I'm not sure if that would work out with the sad ending of Majesties and everything. But then again, let's not look too much into the continuity of James Bond. But it was an interesting fact. Now what I really wanted to ask you guys is um, the change of tone. Um, If you look at the first five films you see that the James Bond films gradually become more fantastical and they also um, step away from the original novels and they become more and more like uh, superhero movies in which anything is possible and Bond can do anything. Now, Peter Hunt really goes back to basics, and he gets rid of most of the gadgets. Um, He really uses the novel as a template, Um, and we will see uh, throughout the entire Bond history that this will continue to happen um, every once in a while, every era. Um, Films become more and more fantastical, and then they go back to um, more grounded in reality, a bit more basic. So my question is, what kind of film do you prefer? Do you prefer Honor Majesty's Secret Service, which is more like a spy thriller, or You Only Live Twice, which is more like an action-packed superhero movie? Well, that was it, really. That was my question. Um, Thank you in advance for taking the time to to, um, address this uh, question. And once again, I really appreciate all the effort you put into this show. So keep it up, and I'll sure be listening to all the upcoming episodes. Bye-bye.
2: They don't have ass things in the Netherlands,
0: I guess. They're really
2: not. At first, I was like, kill the Prime Minister of Malaysia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he got all uh, entranced by the music. Yes. <laughs> you may use
3: you anything like in the case.
0: <laughs> Except the atomizer, which you must never touch. (laughs) One thing that bugs me about that scene is they're like, these women are from all over the globe. And then in that scene, he goes, every night at midnight, you will check it. I'm like, wait, midnight. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you didn't take that place. Like, I gotta get up again, man. Midnight what <laughs> time? Like, hey, how many sleep. times <laughs> you get up, dude?
1: Well, uh, I thought too. Like, yeah, they destroyed Peace Gloria and everything, but he'd already sent the women with the poison. So it's like, and they have the radio. So unless they kill him, I mean, he could. All, all he needs to do is buy a radio and his game back on.
0: So he doesn't even need like Spectre resources, he just needs like Radio Shack.
1: Yeah, just get a trip to Radio Shack, <laughs> and
0: he's back in business. That's a good thought. But let's not get too distracted and, and let's go around the room and answer Don's question. Do you like yeah, that's a good you know idea. Bond or do you like Sneaky Bond? And let's start with Delver. <laughs> I think you already know, right? I think we know. I like Sneaky, I like Bond. Sneaky Bond. I because... Then you theory, are going to hate I, the Roger Moore era.
2: <laughs> well, I, here's what I
1: want to have. Maybe
0: add.
2: not for your eyes only. <laughs> what what I want to add is I, of course, you know, the reason why this Rookie Agent show works is like I, I have seen none of these original films. Like the first Bond movie that I watched was Goldeneye. And we're a ways away from Goldeneye. And so I... I remember James Bond as almost campy because of the devices that he used. You know, like, yep, he, yeah, he was smooth, debonair, but sometimes the devices were so ridiculous that it took away from it. And so, what I really liked is seeing Daniel Craig's Casino Royale because it was a very stripped. Bond and how he had to rely on more of his guile and his fists and and being a very early spy. I, so, you know, more sneaky bond than... I, I like that term now. I'm, I'm totally stealing it. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I like more sneaky bond than, than just gadgety bond because it's almost like any buffoon could use the gadgets, but sneaky bond takes some skill.
6: I feel
0: like I'm going to win a new lover of Dalton once we get there with Delvin, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he's going to be really At, God. at least licensed to kill, anyway, yeah. So, Pat, sneaky Bond or superhero Bond?
3: I'm tied between a little bit of both. I'd like sneaky Bond, but I like him with a little bit of gadgets, not over the top.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, I hear you. Yeah. Like, uh, like eh, sure. Goldfinger? Yeah,
3: yeah. A little, yeah. Goldfinger or Rusher with Love.
0: Okay. No, that's that's legit, man. There's yeah. nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with it. It wasn't the the over the top. Yeah,
3: I'm sorry, but I have to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go to my brother. And the funny thing is, Jason, and I've been watching these films like separately and together and together and separately for years. And I don't honestly know how Jason's going to answer this. So, Jason, lay it on me.
1: Well, that's like saying, do you like steak or do you like lobster? You know, that's like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what I'm in the mood for. <laughs> using this time to kind of go through and figure out okay well what are my favorite bonds and i would say i'm more the sneaky bond too the the fewer the gadgets the better i like pat if you sprinkle some gadgets in there if particularly if they're kind of realistic i i I really kind of turn my nose up on the wonder woman invisible car type type things and yes jared i know the technology exists but (laughs) i um,
0: don't give too many spoilers now they've (laughs) invisible cars coming
1: yeah but once you start getting that, or the golf ball ski suit, you know, the the safety suit that mm. explodes and forms a ball around him, stuff like that, I, I don't like that so much. But little things, you know, the, the whistling keychain thing and stuff like that is okay. And and like with Honor, Majesty, Secret Service, the big gadget that he uses to break open the safe and photocopy the stuff, which is, I'm sure, was cutting-edge technology back in 1969. I think that can add some flavor to the film, but I, I don't... Don't like it when it goes goes too far. Except for Spy Who Loved Me, that was awesome. Underwater car is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if I don't know if I answered that question. Basically, you just the same
3: You gave him the same answer as me.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah what, I mean. Pat's but
3: saying. in a longer, more drawn out way.
1: More rambling way. Well, that's what I—that's what I bring. Rambling answers. Yeah, I'm going to go with sneaky Bond, sprinkled with some realistic gadgets.
0: And I'm going to be unoriginal and go with you too on that and say, yeah, sneaky Bond with gadgets that you know you could go see at the National Spy Museum type of stuff. You know, I, yeah. I, and looking I, back on it, my favorite Bonds are Goldfinger, GoldenEye, and License <laughs> to Kill. So I fairly stripped down but with that hint of gadgetry you know i'm in the middle of the road i would be
2: remiss if i did not say that all three of you basically
0: <laughs> when have okay i'm not gonna <laughs> if i can't i can't i can't be let dalton call me out like that i'm gonna say at the end of the day because dalton is my favorite i'm saying stripped down sneaky bunch
1: there we go yeah, stri- I'm down
0: going half
1: I'm happy. <laughs> I like your bold. Like, no, you don't tell me hey, what hey. to
3: do. <laughs> I'm happy.
1: Well, I'm thinking, I, I think when we think of gadget-laden bond, I think Roger Moore probably pops into mind for me. And my favorite Roger Moore is for your eyes only, which is renowned for stripped-down down, sneaky bound. Yeah, I would yeah,
3: agree with that. i tell you uh, one thing that I'm really excited and what I like is that we have somebody listening to us that is not from this country. That's that we cool. have somebody yeah, cool. very out there from the netherlands so thank we're, you don i really appreciate it
0: show now heck yeah cheers to don yeah. yeah don and don said i think twice in there that he really likes the effort that goes in that show and let's be honest folks that effort is mr pat dj Cristado samson does all the editing for these oh, i don't know how he, he does flush. it but that is yeah. your that is your compliment Sir, yours and yours alone. Don't, that, those are the gadgets that I have. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> magic, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just a quick double back, because I forgot to, to forgot to plug Ruth and Darren from our research and development department. Uh, they do have some podcasts out there. You should go check them out. They've got Xenozoic, Xenophiles, Trekker Talk, which is not about Star Trek, and Warlord Worlds. So track those down. Also, they have the Sensational Sluice. Sleuth. Oh, I thought we stole that show from them. <laughs> we kidnapped darren for the last one let me just go back in the mailbag real quick i think we had a couple of twitter questions okay maybe just one okay uh looks like a sort of a two-parter from our old friend joseph illiff you guys might remember old Joseph Illiff. He likes to send in questions yes. and comments. Yes. Mr. Secret Agent Joe likes to ask us, he said, uh, Fleming, it's more of a factoid. Fleming wrote the Honor Majesty's Secret Service novel while the movie Doctor No was being filmed. He made Bond's father Scottish after seeing Sean Connery portray him in the film. Bond's Scottish ancestry is mentioned in Honor Majesty's Secret Service by Sir Hilary Bray. So that's kind of interesting how the book begat the movie, which begat a, a part of the book. Yeah, so that oh, is very interesting. cool that's pretty cool yep. so that's kind of neat and then he's got uh, i think we'll we'll all tune into this one fleming gave bond's family the motto of the world is not enough and this is mentioned by sir hillary in the film and this phrase would later be used as the title of a 1999 pierce brosnan film and we did discuss that but thank you for dropping the nuggets i especially like that first one joseph that was really cool thank you joseph Joseph dropping some cool. extra knowledge bombs for us. And again, if, if you want to be part of our discussion, just hit us up on the Twitter at OHMSPod, or you can email us audio files or written files, whatever you want, at OHMSPodAutlook.com. We're at the end of the mailbag, boys. We just got started. You know,
2: well, it feels like, you know, I could go through five, six, seven. <laughs> eight
0: I could pretend we got more mail. I could make things <laughs> up. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, no, so. is sean connery
1: <laughs>
0: Stop all, him shut, up. <laughs> shut up but this is always the part of the show where i have to remind jason that it's his time to wind up the show so
1: that will bring us to a close on this episode of mi6 rookie agents thanks for listening if you've enjoyed this crew and want to hear more from them but in the realm of comic books check out the long box crusade pat where can that be found
3: Thanks, Jason. That can be found on Twitter, at Longbox Crusade, or on Facebook, at Longbox Crusade, or also on the website, longboxcrusade.com. And that's where, from the Longbox Crusade, we'll do a little deeper dive into single issues randomly picked from my collection. There, we'll cover the time period by cover date that issue is from, with segments looking at world news events, movies, and music of the bygone era represented by each issue. Also, uh, from the Longbox Crusade, we have crusader chronicles which is actually the journey from my collection from beginning to the end and we have a lot of fun doing that one as well but if you like this show you may also like our newer show on the long box crusade called saturday matinee theater and with that we are taking a look at some vintage often overlooked television shows movie serials or films Currently, we are looking at the 1954 Sherlock Holmes TV show, and we're looking forward to indexing more wonderful programs of yesteryear. So come and take a listen to that one as well.
0: Sounds good to me. I like all those shows. But then again, I'm on all those shows. <laughs> <laughs> as long as he doesn't invite us to play Candy Cr- Oh, man, I see it coming in the script. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Well, thanks to the fellows for taking on yet another dangerous mission. Thanks to the listeners who tuned in. And if you'd like to leave a question or a comment on this or any of our other episodes, feel free to contact the show on Twitter, once again, at OHMSpod, or email us at ohmspod at outlook. Dot com, or you can contact us directly on Facebook or Twitter. For my contact info on Twitter: I am at Yard Sale Artist. On Facebook, I am also Yard Sale Artist. Jason, you can
1: find me at Weasel on Twitter or Jason Ulbrich on Facebook or Instagram.
3: Turning it over to you, Pat. Well, thank you, Jason. I'm yeah, glad you we did. Go. I'm on Twitter at Christatos01. Or you can also look me up on the Candy Crush Saga. I am there under Christatos as well. Or also look me up under Heyday as Christatos Farm. Come and play with me.
2: Delvin? You can find me on Twitter, D E E underscore R A Y 1977. Come chat with me. I'm not on Candy Crush. You should be. Come and be my friend. We can crush it.
0: <laughs> Oh man, we well, we hope to hear from you guys soon. The next episode of MI6 rookie agents will feature diamonds are forever, sparkling round my little finger. Unlike a diamond finger,
5: thinner
1: than most, who
0: are
2: not worth going to.
0: Ba-da-da. Oh, edit that out. And remember... <laughs> <laughs> her, and remember, on Her Majesty's Secret Podcast, we'll return... <laughs> <laughs>
5: That's one more chance he takes. Odds are he won't live to see tomorrow. Mm. Secret aging man. Agent man. Given you a number. Take it away away name Oh, once when I was with Anne in Tokyo, we had an interesting experience. No takes. Thank you, Miss Money
0: Penny. That's all. That's all. <laughs> So Pat, did you just finish the movie?
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, about maybe 15 minutes ago.
0: It's been I was a close. long.
3: I was close. Yeah, it's been a long week here. And by
1: minutes, you mean seconds?
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got all the time in the world.
0: <laughs> do you want to see me do my shimmy again? I'm your, I'm your private dancer, dancer,
5: do
1: do dancer so for money, do, do what you want me to do, I'm your private, private dancer,
5: dancer for money,
2: Did any, that, is any
1: music will do.
2: that song just on your head there? Mm-hmm. Geez, mentioned Tina Turner. Ah, and Private Dancer came to mind. Yeah, I was gonna Private say, Dancer, whoa. man. All songs.
5: We don't need another hero. We don't need to know the way home.
2: Well, the other question I had. It's, uh,
0: oh.
2: Hold on. Oh,
0: yeah, I have weird feedback.
2: It's Jason's. Sounds like somebody's breaking. Up.
0: Like electric boogaloo? Oh,
2: okay. These beats are fresh. <laughs>
5: snap.
0: Jason, can you hear us?
2: I'm totally doing a robot.
0: (laughs) Jason! Yeah, he's gone. And then Jason dropped that dope beat.
2: Yep. (laughs)
0: Felt
2: like I need to lay out some cardboard or something. (laughs)
0: oh my dear so, how about now how about now how about now, now? About now? what about now? now now are you ready how now? now how about now i'm ready now you're ready okay now? i'm ready now okay okay ready now now okay let's like do now
3: is in right now <laughs> let's
0: do it live let's do it back then
1: <laughs> diamonds are forever
3: i don't know that song Oh, you
0: will. You will. You will. You will. (laughs) You got it. And that's a wrap for this episode of Longbox Crusade Elseworlds. I hope you've enjoyed it, and we'll see you around the alternate dimensions in the future. music themes for this show are done by musical genius Joe November. Please check out his SoundCloud at 99. That's Joseflin99. That's joseflin 99 You will not regret it.